Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. This is The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Our flagship station, AM740, Zoomer Radio, a 50,000-watt blowtorch of a station that reaches far down into the United States. And, uh, of course, we have around 25 U.S. affiliates and counting. Uh, so those listening online at uh, www.zoomerradio.ca and uh, talkzone.com and, of course, far and wide via the podcast, welcome one and all. If you dig the uh, the radio show, you might also want to check out The Conspiracy Show on television, seasons one and two, continuing to air in high rotation, as they say on the radio, uh, on um, Vision TV across Canada. Uh, so you want to check out your local listings to find out where Vision is on the dial in your area. And season three, coming this fall, 2014. Uh, and uh, earlier this week, just found out, The Conspiracy Show... Again, the television program debuted on Destination America in the United States. So we finally have that foothold in the U.S., the conspiracy show television program on Destination America. So we're pretty darn excited about that. Tonight, over the next hour, we're going to talk about something most of us have witnessed or wondered about. But nothing, I mean, the silence is deafening. The silence is deafening in the mainstream media. It's that huge pink elephant in the room. In fact, if you've wondered about this particular phenomenon, this strange occurrence overhead, hint, hint, and then you call the newsroom of your favorite radio or TV station or the newspaper to find out, hey, what's going on up there? What are these strange crisscrossing patterns I see in the sky? They'll ignore you. They'll laugh at you. They might even hang up the phone. If you call the Ministry of Transportation here in in Canada or the airport authority and say, hey, what are those planes spraying up there? They'll likely plead total ignorance. So why all the silence about these strange white trails? We're told they're condensation trails, contrails. This is the normal crystallization of water vapor as it comes out of these Jet airliners. Nothing to worry about. But many of us have suspected for some time that these are not normal contrails or condensation trails. They are chemtrails. The deliberate aerosol spraying. And uh, there's considerable documentation to suggest that the culprits in the spraying, or at least the vehicles involved, the, the uh, well, the, we're talking about um, military transport planes the C-130 Hercules in some instances. And these chemtrails are believed to contain things like aluminum oxide particulates, strontium, barium. All of these things have a very strong link to heart disease, Alzheimer's. Soil samples and, and water samples in places like Mount Shasta in California. The aluminum particles in the soil are off the charts. Some say the spraying is part of a, a joint scientific military program called geoengineering. Some say it's a last-ditch effort to stave off the effects of global warming by deflecting the sun's rays back up into the outer atmosphere. Others have posited 
that the programming is, or the program, this geoengineering program or aerosol spraying is part of a depopulation agenda. Some suggest the chemtrails work in conjunction with something called HARP, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project up in the Alaska, or the, uh, the Copper Valley in Alaska. Well, my guest tonight is the author of a brand new book. In fact, it's so new the ink is barely dry, and it's arrived perhaps just in time to shed some very important light on this issue. Let me crib from the book. We are entering a space age, but not the kind President Kennedy originally envisioned. This space age is replacing resource wars and redefines planet Earth as a battle space in accordance with the military doctrine of full-spectrum dominance. This book, and I'm speaking of, examines how chemtrails and ionospheric heaters like the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project, HARP, in Alaska, services a full-spectrum dominance. This revolution in military affairs needs an atmospheric medium to assure wireless access to the bodies and brains of everyone, anyone, on planet Earth. From heat-seeking missiles to a form of mind control. How sinister are these technologies? Are we being prepared for a global village lockdown? The recent release of NSA records have reminded Americans that eyes in the sky are tracking us as supercomputers record the phone calls, emails, internet posts, and even the brain frequencies of millions. Ilana Freeland's startling book sifts through the confusion surrounding chemtrails versus contrails and how extreme weather is being geoengineered to enrich disaster capitalists and intimidate nations. A deconstruction of Bernard J. Eastland's HARP patent points to other covert agendas, such as global smart grid infrastructure that enables access to every body and brain on Earth, a transhumanist future that erases lines between human and machine, and nanobiological hybrids armed with microprocessors that infest and harm human bodies. Over the years, Ilana Freeland has been a Waldorf school pioneer, storyteller, lecturer, writer. She's written for alternative publications all her adult life to give suppressed issues a voice. For the past two decades, she's ghostwritten several books on diverse topics and edited the stories of survivors of MKUltra and ritual abuse. She's the author of her own Sub Rosa America series a fictional history of the United States since John F. Kennedy's assassination. In 1996, she was awarded a Master of Arts in great books from St. John's College in Santa Fe, New Mexico, including honors for her thesis on historiography. She now lives in Olympia, Washington, and has just finished writing Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full-Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth for Feral House Books, available for purchase June 10th of this year on Amazon or in local bookstores. And it's a great uh, pleasure to welcome back Elana Freeland to The Conspiracy Show. Helena, how are you? Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, do some, some quick uh, definitions here. Uh, first of all, um, explain what HARP is exactly. What does it do? Where is it? Well, I'm, I'm sure that your readers have heard that the installation in Gakona, Alaska is closing down and uh, perhaps they think that now we're done with this terrible technology that is actually 
Tesla's darkest dream. But it's not true. And in the introduction to the book, I make it very clear that the term HARP must refer to a global systemic technology that is in place and being added to daily. This is the beginning of a technology far beyond the resource wars and the uh, final oil, the oil wars. Uh, this is the what I think will be remembered as the uh, age of technology, the age of electromagnetic technology. And uh, HARP is, uh, is just phenomenal in the agendas that it serves. And so the, the, the idea you have this array of uh, these radio antennas that are blasting the ionosphere, um, and uh, some have contended that it can be used to uh, create uh, earthquakes, uh, hurricanes, uh, tornadoes, uh, it can move the jet stream around, it can cause droughts, it can cause, uh, you name it, just about um, any weather uh, phenomenon, it can create that weather, it can manufacture the weather. So yes. how does or how do these HARP installations, because as you say, it's gone global. I mean, maybe they shut the one down in Alaska, but there's, you know, uh, how many, many more out there that we don't know about. But how does HARP work in conjunction with the aerosol spraying of, uh, say, aluminum oxide and, and barium and strontium? How do the two work in conjunction? Can we get into that a little bit? We're, we'll come up on a break here in a minute, but we'll, we'll start the conversation now and continue it after. How, okay. do, how do they work yeah, in conjunction? It's, it's really important to understand how it works. Um, what you're talking about, the microwave heaters, they're, of course, striking the ionosphere uh, high, high above the Earth. And in the ionosphere, there are many ions of electrons loose. And the heat, to heat the ionosphere is to stimulate the production of more electrons. And then this, uh, this stimulation done by the microwave heaters, uh, the ionospheric heaters, is then steered uh, for the variety of agendas. And you've mentioned a few. You've mentioned the weather agenda, for, uh, and that is crucial uh, to weather warfare, economic warfare, the uh, the globalization of all nations, uh, bringing them uh, under submission to various networks okay. of um, like the Bilderberg, the Council right. on Foreign Relations. Let me just jump in here, Elena. We're, we're going to take a time out. We'll come back and continue to delve into Harp and Chemtrails. Elena Freeland, Chemtrails, Harp, and the full spectrum dominance of planet Earth, right here on the Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740. Welcome back. Elena Freeland is with us in her brand new book, Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. Just, uh, well, it, it'll be uh, available to book buyers uh, on June the 10th, so you're getting a, a sneak preview here. And obviously, we're just going to be able to uh, skim the surface of this very important issue. So, uh, Elena, before the break, we were di you were discussing or explaining how Harp and chemtrails, uh, how they work in conjunction. Right. And if I could just repeat a little bit, uh, as, 
as the heaters, the, the uh, heaters up in, say, for example, in Gakona, Alaska, uh, by the way, a new harp is going in down at the Arecibo uh, Observatory down in Puerto Rico. Um, they go up, they balloon out the ionosphere, the heat forces the ionosphere to bloom, bloom, bloom and up. It drags the atmosphere up along with our jet stream. And then down the magnetic lines of force come the now very, very activated and additional particles. Uh, and these accelerating particles come down, down, down. And now another heater comes in uh, that can strike it in a way that uh, Tom Bearden talked about uh, interferometry. And this is an interfering beam. And by having two beams from another installation, two other installations, nothing to do with the Gakona uh, shifting of the microwaves up to the ionosphere, then they can steer it. Uh, dually, and this is how they will uh, utilize fronts of weather. Um, they can create hurricanes. They can create tornadoes. Um, there's a way to c create cold fronts, or warm fronts, and the this was, of course, promised in the document Owning the Weather in 2025, uh, a military document that is uh, among the appendices of the book. And and we are there. Yeah, they're I mean, ahead of schedule. They're a, way ahead of schedule, Elena. Well, they always do that, though. They'll put it years in advance, or they'll use words like will, would, could, and and when it's already happening. I mean, I envision science as being approximately, maybe I'm being too conservative, 50 years in advance of what we're being told. So um, it's not just about the weather, though, and that's what I try to do in this book, is I, I perceive this book to be a primer for everybody uh, who are well-versed in chemtrails or have been wondering about them or just coming to observe something strange in the skies overhead and noticing how their lungs aren't working as well as they used to. It's for people to get just the bare bones of this technology that is crucial. And when these particles are coming down, now to ionize the atmosphere for all the wireless transmissions that it's needed, you know, one of which, is, of course, is drones, now come the chemtrails. Uh, and these are filled with uh, conductive metal particulates uh, and the polymers are separate, but yes, there are polymers as well. The metal particulates are very important because they can stimulate the uh, accelerated particles to accelerate even more. And so this, this making our atmosphere, uh, ionizing it and keeping it ionized, because of course, because of the force of gravity, these particles will fall, so they have to be renewed daily. These particles can be used to uh, steer the weather, to increase the uh, wind factor of a hurricane or a tornado, and uh, they can also be used for communications. And, of course, the military is very fond of what they call C4, uh, and uh, that's uh, command control communications and computers. So now everyone's been sold a cell phone, Everyone's accustomed to Wi-Fi as being 
something that is a birthright. Uh, and, and yet, these towers and our radio stations and uh, all of the power lines and all of this that we're supposed to grow accustomed to, while we're now breathing these metal particulates that are conductive and they are in our lungs, they're in our bloodstreams, they're in our bodies, now we are part of the experiment of this ionized atmosphere and that's crucial for people to understand this I go through the book and look at it as mostly experimental and you'll see if you study different phases of this it's been going since about 1995 this latest thrust of the chemtrails harp uh, dump and pump I call it um, is really um, about finding out how people will survive in an ionized atmosphere. This is, this is crucial to them. Not that they care that some of us die or that we're ill because, of course, it makes the medical industry rich. Um, that's not a concern. But they do, I'm sure, I'm sure that many hospital and clinic records are being scanned uh, and hacked in order to see what's going on with people now that they're living in an ionized atmosphere. And it has to be re-ionized all the time. Well, you know, if you ask anyone out there, when was the last time you saw a completely blue sky? I mean, it just doesn't exist. I remember as a kid, I mean, there were days there was not a cloud in the sky. And today... Uh, in, in 2014, and, for, and, and for, you know, for the last, as you say, last 15 years, maybe 20 years, there's never a day where there isn't some kind of strange, it starts out as a maybe a thin white line, and then it gradually expands, and pretty soon you've got this very unnatural-looking haze uh, floating yeah. around up there. Um I remember uh, I went out, to, I was up in uh, Northern California and I was interviewing Rosalind Peterson, who's um, a chemtrail watcher. And uh, right. we, we sat there and watched uh, a, 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 as a plane went by and let, left this thin ribbon of, uh, well, it was a chemtrail. And then we watched, she said, now wait. And, and, and he said, at the end of the interview, let's see where, where, what happens to it. And sure enough, uh, two or three hours later, uh, it, it was like half of the visible sky was covered in this strange haze. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, it, I guess ostensibly it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's blocking out the rays of the sun. Uh, but what is it, what are they doing? Are they, in, in, in California, for example, they, are they creating droughts? Are they, are they trying to drive farmers off the land? What are they doing? Well, yes. Again, experimentation is ongoing. Uh, of course, Dane Wigington has done a superb job of speaking in everywhere about the aluminum factor going on and ruining the soil and the uh, trees in Northern California. He lives at Mount Shasta. Um, it, it may seem strange to people that our own country would be destroying our own country and people. But the military mind um, is dedicated to uh, a full-spectrum dominance. And so many things can only be done at home. They can't, even though NATO has been 
completely compromised uh, for many years, they still can't go into other people's countries and do what they can do here. I mean, an example would be uh, Hurricane Katrina, um, the, uh, then the, um, the super hurricane back east. Um, these are done in our own country. And as I point out in the book, and in California it would be the same, disaster capitalism is now uh, being supported so that when you have a disaster in your experiment to see what happens, you can then bring in um, contracts, rich contracts for Halliburton and uh, all the military industrial complex. Um, and they don't, they're not concerned on that level. And I think it's important for people to realize that we have to think on a different level than, um, than a decent human kindness kind of American who uh, thinks that, of course, we are here to respect each other. We've all been trained and conditioned to do that uh, in our schooling, et cetera. But our leaders are, meanwhile, preparing for the future a future that they themselves will write. Well, you mentioned the, so, the the disaster capitalists that are uh, creating the disease in order to offer the cure. And, and one of the things uh, that I understand, uh, disabuse me if I'm incorrect here, but uh, as I recall, when you when you put all that aluminum into the soil, it alkalizes the soil. Uh, and so mm -hmm. then you've got these, these uh, Monsanto and other companies that are creating these these seeds and these plants that thrive in that kind of soil but but everyone else's uh, crops are, are are failing miserably uh so yes. they create the, the the disease and here's our cure uh you know by our seeds because our seeds will thrive in this type of soil yes and the aluminum is particularly attractive to them even more so than the barium barium is for a different purpose the aluminum is attractive because it, of its surface area. It has four times the amount of surface area in a nanoparticulate size than, uh, than any, any other metal. And so um, it's important for the conductivity of the atmosphere. And they're willing to pay the price uh, for soil and the loss of trees because now they'll, uh, yes, then they'll have Monsanto have an aluminum resistant fertilizer and seed and blah, blah, blah. So uh, this is, you know, it's kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul, but it, it is how the military uh, industrial mindset works. And now that the economy has been lowered, and that has been very purposefully done uh, in that slow boiling frog way, then now they they want to uh, turn disaster capitalism into a money maker and uh, i don 't know if you know this, but whether derivatives on Wall Street are big bucks, and we 're talking insider trading, the same thing that Enron got caught doing in fact, weather derivatives started at Enron uh, ironically um, so this this whole scheme to keep a money flow going at the expense of the earth at the expense of people uh, is is how this is going to work and this is to me this is not an overnight thing that's going to end it's the same as in the history chapter where i point out with the help of dr rosalie bertel and um, um, nick begich and gene manning in their wonderful uh, chronology of all the things that have been done 
without our knowing are being done to us has been going on since the end of World War II. I mean, this is all Cold War stuff. Cold War is over, but now we've got, you know, a chem war. Uh, and I think that um, when what Dane is, has realized, which I, I'm really grateful, I saw, at least I saw a headline that indicated this on his site, that this is an assault. This is an assault on the earth and her people's on the atmosphere, on on the troposphere, on the magnetosphere, on the ionosphere. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling given that we are a part of the cosmos. And if something goes wrong, <laughs> and I underline the word if, uh, then what will happen to our moon, our sun? I mean, beyond oceans beyond our rivers and our, our land this is a this is tesla's uh tnt his uh, magnifying transmitter or as it used to be called a tesla howitzer this is star wars it has uh, it is bearing fruit and down here the fruit is very bad all for right us. we'll uh, take a time out come back and continue our conversation we'll find out uh, how chemtrails working in conjunction with harp uh, can be used uh, as a as a weapon of mind control. Elana Freeland is uh, with us, and her brand new book is entitled "Chemtrails: Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth." Right here on the Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. <laughs> When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Uh, next week on the program, the second hour, we have uh, our good friend Victor Vigiani from Zealand News Network. And uh, we'll be welcoming a civil rights lawyer, Daniel Sheehan, who will uh, uh, describe his uh, efforts to end the truth embargo as it uh, relates to the UFO ET issue. And uh, Daniel has been involved in some of the, you know, the landmark uh, cases throughout the last 40 years, including the Pentagon Papers and Watergate, Iran-Contra, uh, you name it, uh, the, uh, the Karen Silkwood case. Uh, so that'll be exciting, Daniel Sheehan. And uh, in the first hour, the, um, we'll be talking about online privacy. <laughs> There's a contradiction in terms, right? Like jumbo shrimp and military intelligence, the old George Carlin routine. Uh, Mark Weinstein will be with us to, to discuss how to safeguard uh, your online privacy or whether the uh, proverbial horse has already left the barn. I think we might know the answer to that one. Right now we're discussing harp and uh, chemtrails. And uh, Ilana Freeland is with us. Her brand new book is entitled... Chemtrails, harp, and the full spectrum dominance of uh, planet Earth. I, I want to get back to uh, uh, to to harp and uh, uh, how it relates to to mind control. And my understanding is that the the um, that harp these harp like installations, which are everywhere, not everywhere, but they're it's not just you know the one in Alaska as you pointed out, Ilana. Uh, they can generate radio. Uh -huh. They can generate radio frequencies up to 435 megahertz, which is somewhat similar to sort of the background uh, of, of human consciousness, which also operates in that range, does it not? Well, the way I think of it, I'm sure you're right, uh, but the way I think of it is that HARP is particularly good at um, long-wave uh, ELFs, 
extra low frequency. And extra low frequency is, acts very powerfully on biofields, not just the human mind, but on our entire biofields. And uh, that is some of the research, and it was through his research uh, that Clifford Carnicum has done. Uh, life set me up very nicely in Santa Fe, where I lived for five years, and I was friends with Clifford and his wife, Carol. And I became involved in Clifford's studies of uh, these pathogens that are being piggybacked onto the polymers that are floating down with the chemtrails. So you have the barium, uh, the strontium, the aluminum, and other things. I just talked to a woman uh, the other day who said that uh, her friend was telling her about high cesium uh, in her blood. So um, Clifford uh, added to that a Wonderful, and I, I devote a whole chapter to Morgellons, as I'm sure you're familiar with the term. Absolutely, but yes. Now I understand how it works and how that is tied to the mind control piece. And to put it very briefly, uh, as we breathe in these particulates, uh, some of them are uh, actual nanofibers created in laboratories that are uh, Clifford now and then calls hybrids. They're, they, they are very organic, but they are inorganic. And they have been programmed because they have sensors in them on a nanoscale. Just remember that. We're talking submicron. Uh, they, they've been, they have sensors. They have microprocessors in them. So what I'm saying is we have all breathed these, not just the people that have the terrible Morgellon symptoms. They are in our bodies, uh, and they can be communicated with if uh, someone were chose to do that. So this is how I see that HARP is going to connect with uh, mind control. We're talking uh, frequencies, and these frequencies are ELF frequencies. They're, they're coming in in long waves, long pulses. They're even pulses. And uh, as Dr. Robert O. Becker so brilliantly pointed out, cyclotronic resonance is how to gain the human mind. And this is, this is probably my greatest concern, Richard. Yes, the, the weather and all that, it's, it's more than big boys with toys at this point. Uh, but this, this possibility that our nervous systems are being plugged in via these microprocessors on these uh, hybrid uh, fibers, is very, very, well, scary. I, what can I say? When I first started doing this, I, was, uh, I would just sit in, in awe and stare out the window. Now I feel, and in the book what I did is I, I laid out some things that people can do to, to um, help themselves, mainly their immune system. Okay, let's, let's, let's pick up on that point when we come back, Elena. This is important. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll do that. On the other side, Elena Freeland is uh, with us as we discuss harp and chemtrails right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay a while. The truth is not out there. 
It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All right, uh, Ilana Freeland stays with us uh, until the top of the hour. Now, Ilana, before we get into uh, some of the the remedies here and how we can uh, defend ourselves against this full-spectrum dominance and the effects of, of um, HARP and, and chemtrails, uh, I, I just want to spend a few more moments talking about how this mind control uh, can work. Now, are we talking about, I mean, you, you can't focus this on on uh, one individual or one neighborhood, or can you? I mean, is it more of a, just sort of a general malaise, like to control the entire population, to dumb us down, uh, to uh, uh, to make us docile, uh, pain compliance, these sorts of things? Well, uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, I do tend to think of it as uh, a frequency-based technology that could easily uh, broadcast with all the cell towers, uh, the old Gwen towers, the NexRads on radio station towers, could easily broadcast a uh, violence frequency into a city neighborhood, and that wouldn't be the entire city, just a certain neighborhood, when everyone just goes nuts. All right, that could happen. Because the point is, Richard, that the atmosphere has to stay ionized for all the C4, command, control, communications, computer. And computer would be cyber warfare, right? So, uh, so yes, you can do that for a neighborhood. All right, uh, maybe a, a ghetto or something like that. Now, as far as individual, individual could work that way. I suppose, with a dedicated satellite and um, towers that you could triangulate with. I mean, that's already being done. Uh, it's, it's mostly that HARP chemtrails creates the atmosphere in which anything can be done for military-industrial agendas. That's how I read it. But the Morgellons creature, that adds a new dimension because we have them in us. We have breathed them in. They are very, very tiny, but they are alive. And I, in the chapter on Morgellons, it's a crucial chapter, and it's not a happy camper, easy answer chapter, but Clifford Carnicum has done all the research to nail all this down. And he has had... 180-some military uh, alphabet soup agencies hitting his site over and over and over again to see what he's coming up with. Um, I see that there is no way. I have it in me. I saw them uh, in my blood, uh, in my blood slide. Um, these little guys love iron, and they love hemoglobin. So uh, they distort our blood cells, but as I say in the book, to live our lifestyle now, not for convenience, not for safety, not for uh, a great career, but with our immune system at the very top of our list, the very top, where we are taking good care of our bodies. 
And it's to me, I guess I'm one of those people that I look at a glass and I don't see that it's half empty. I see that it's half full. I've always been like that. And this is uh, forcing us to really become responsible for ourselves and not look to the great white doctor in the medical establishment, not to look for a drug, a happy drug that's going to take away our woes. This is our responsibility. And um, I am full of, uh, of goodwill toward this. Because do I think I can stop this? No, I can't. And it is a vast experiment. It's like cell phones are a vast experiment where we're putting transmitters up to our brain. I won't go into that now. But this is also a vast experiment. What happens when various microorganisms that are produced in labs, artificial microorganisms, are inserted into the human biofield? What happens? And that's, that's what's being studied. And I'm sure they're taking notes madly as they uh, hack into people's medical records and see what's going on. Well, short of living 24-7 in a Faraday cage, uh, because we are, <laughs> we are swimming in, a, in an electronic smog, and there's no escaping it. If you live in a city, you're probably no, uh, you know, you're within 100 meters of a cell tower wherever you are. And we have wireless now, wireless Internet in the public square, in all of the Starbucks. It's, you cannot escape it. So, so what do you suggest that we do, Elena? Well, what I'm doing, uh, I suppose, is what I'd suggest. I minimize. I don't own a cell phone. I, I always tell people that I'm not that important. Um, I um, wear a diode. I order uh, diodes for my family from uh, a certain place on the web where it didn't look like it was a placebo. Um, I, I have a friend who sends me powerful power stones. I surround my computer with anything and everything. And I watch my lungs because that's where I, I if I could be uh, uh, inappropriate, uh, also the feces. You can smell metals in feces. And then to think, well, what did I eat yesterday? Uh, and to, uh, to really take responsibility to lower, to lower those things which I feel weaken my immune system. And for me, it has to do with dairy, sugar, uh, four-legged meat guys. I don't eat any of those. And when I do, uh, my lungs suffer right away. And so I then will uh, ameliorate that the following day with my consciousness. I will make conscious decisions to help my poor little lungs out because I can't uh, eliminate it. It's in the air. This, is, this has got to be one of the most powerful experiments going and that Americans, more than Europeans, are oblivious to what is going on over our heads and what is, you can even see it in the sky, Richard. You can see it when it's dropping. It's like a, like a veil. And you know those are the particulates coming down. And yet, it's, we still insist it's a conspiracy theory. We still wait 
for some uh, some astrophysicist or plasma physicist or president to come forward and say, yes, this is what we're doing. Well, that's not going to happen. I saw some and interesting. That's why uh, I took the bull by the horns and wrote the book. I'm not a plasma physicist, but I'm a very good researcher, and I tried to do my best to give people the tools and the keys by which they know what's going on and they can take responsibility. I, I saw some interesting uh, documentation which showed the admissions to hospital emergency rooms in uh, Los Angeles County uh, and Orange County, several documents, and the spike in admissions uh, for things like uh, uh, high blood pressure and uh, um, some sort of a cardiac uh, event after a period of heavy spraying these chemtrails so yes. uh, it, it's it's quite remarkable and obviously you know people will say things like well if the end game here is is uh, you know depopulation they're not doing a very good job of it but I don't think the the end game is to kill everybody off it's to keep us perpetually no. sick chronically ill with upper respiratory ailments and and dependent on pharmaceuticals well it's to it's to run open field experiments that's the way they talk about it this is open field experiment and uh, no, they don't want to kill all of us. Uh, they might like it if the weakest of us sort of drop dead, uh, and the rest of us they they will study to see, gee, how did they make it? I mean, that that's really the sort of deadened consciousness that is running our science now. I'm sorry to say, which is why, of course, you know, I, I quote scientists in this work, but I try to quote the ones that seem to be actually thinking and responsible for their humanity. Uh, can this uh, um, harp be used to make people more docile? For example, you know, there was um, there was something that was supposed to happen in, in Washington uh, over the weekend. It was called Operation American Spring, and they were hoping uh, to get somewhere between 10 and 30 million Americans marching on Washington, demanding uh, the resignation of uh, all of the leadership, including the White House and the congressional leaders and so forth, and they got several dozen people. Uh, and I'm, yes. uh, you know, what, people, there's, there seems to be, despite what's going on out there everywhere, a lack of moral outrage. Is that, yes. is that due to, to harp? Oh, you can do that easily with frequency. And look at Ukraine. Look what happened to them. Was that frequency? I mean, that's always my first question now. Excellent point. What about, uh, sort of dumbing us down? Can that be achieved, uh, through, through harp? Well, think about what our, our cells are going through right now in the assault they're undergoing and our immune system, our brain cells. These, these things are going through the, uh, the blood-brain barrier. They're so tiny. Uh, the aluminum is going through our blood-brain What can this possibly do but dumb us down? I mean, just on that alone, not thinking of any uh, nifty little frequency that could make us stupid. Yeah. My politics have changed. I'm not looking at things like I used to of, uh, of different political movements and, and uh, you know, and, and this must be because of so-and-so, uh, Putin, and this and that. No, I'm thinking the technology, and when I listen to leaders talking uh, and what they say to Obama or what they say to their people, I can often hear that they're saying something to us like a warning but not able to speak because, of course, it's very dangerous to speak of these things. I think you're right. I'm, I, um, I, I, I'm long past the point of looking at uh, 
the world in, or, or politics in terms of, you know, Democrat versus Republican, liberal versus conservative up here in Canada, right wing versus left wing. It's really that it's, yeah. it's a charade. It's that's that's for public consumption. That's uh, that's the window dressing. Uh, there is no left well, wing or right wing. Brzezinski told us years ago, technocracy. This is a technocracy and technology is being used on us. And it's just a matter of waking up and deciding what we're going to do, not wringing our hands and being afraid. But it's a reality. What is our next step? You call it a global village lockdown. I guess that's the end game. And, and if that, if global village lockdown is, you know, 12 midnight, how, how close are we, are we to midnight? Huh. Well, I, I think it's being done with a slow-boiling frog way and... You mentioned the the sort of uh, people who are not doing anything and not showing up. I mean, we may already be there, and it's just a matter of degree, just a matter of degree. I mean, they want people to work. They don't want people to go to school, obviously, because it's absolutely prohibitive now except for the elite classes. So I'm imagining we're already in it. Uh, and for me, life is still pretty good. I'm still able to think. I'm able to write. I'm able to go out and see people. And I think we need to count our blessings. And meanwhile, there. All right. Well, uh, Elena, we appreciate you spending some time with us. And congratulations on the book, Just in Time. Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Thank Spectrum you. Dominance of Planet Earth. Good speaking with you again. All right. Bye, Richard. Bye-bye. Atlanta Freeland. All right. My website, your portal to The Conspiracy Show. Don't forget to su- to uh, subscribe. We're closing in on the 500 mark, and then I'll start publishing the weekly email, richardserrett.com. Say hello on Twitter, at Richard Serrett, and as always, follow the truth. <laughs>